Blog Talk Radio. It is Friday, the Friday before Christmas. I am LeVar. I am joined, as always, by Mary. What's going on? Not a whole lot. How are you? Doing all right. You know, I I wish this was one of those days where I had the rights to play either I Am a Survivor by Destiny's Child or uh, I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor or, um, let's see, what else can you put in there? Eye of the Tiger, I guess. Looks like we made it. (laughs) Or that's another song. Looks like we made it. Oh God! Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, I've got to make enough of them. But we have. If you were listening, I'll be here uh, all week. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but the end of the world did not occur. Uh, I had a feeling when I woke up this morning and I looked over my alarm clock and it was about five forty-one that either somebody was off by twenty minutes or um, <laughs> I, I I don't you know. We, we the Mayans were it. a little late. Yeah, yeah, they were a tad bit late. But um, I, I don't uh, see too many of the doomsday preppers and people who were talking about this for since the beginning of the year. I haven't found any of them. Where are they at? Uh, they're in their bunkers. Yeah. They haven't heard that the world didn't end. <laughs> but you know what the silliest thing out of all this was? I, I'm not downing on people's beliefs. You believe what you want to believe. But I think at one particular place where they were having a party for all of this, there were people who were all standing together, bunched up on each other, and taking pictures with their camera and cell phones. Now, if the world was going to end, who's going to be around to see that? (laughs) (laughs) Just a question. The alien civilization that's taking us over. <laughs> I mean, it, it made no sense. I'm like, you're all standing there celebrating, woohooing, and taking pictures with your cell phones. It, it's you know what the sad thing is. We've become such a um, cell phone picture taking um, society now. And instead of being there enjoying in the moment, now I can understand taking some photos of some things, but it's just like. They'll sit there and take pictures the entire time. Are you here to take pictures, or are you here to actually enjoy the moment? And in this case, I think that just took it. That to me just took the whole thing one step too far because it's like you're taking all these pictures. Who's going to be here to see it? If the world's ending, <laughs> no one will know how it ended. Because <laughs> <laughs> it ended. <laughs> it's done. It is done. See the but, the the meaning of end. I'll say finito. <laughs> <laughs> I think people forgot that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but we're so glad that you could join us on uh, this Friday. Uh, we're glad to be here every week, as we are <laughs> every Friday throughout the year. We've got one more show left 
for 2012. Can you believe that? No. We have two, don't we? Uh, I'm trying to get out of a year-end show. Can you tell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. One more show No, you're left. wrong. There's four. Yeah, no. One more show left uh, for this year. That will be next week. And um, pretty much going through the entire thing here. Uh, for those of you that were on our Facebook page, uh, you got a sneak preview of all of the show topics that will be for next week, um, among which story of the year, bold prediction for 2013, person to watch in 2013, person of the year, celeb of the year, and two new added ones, Hall of Shame and Hall of Fame. Now, with that one, you can add a person, group, situation, anything to that. So you can play along with us this week. Give us your suggestions leading into next week. Uh, and, of course, you can leave it at either at our Facebook page or on our Twitter page at NewsCometBTR. So interested to see what most of you think about that. Do you have in mind already going into next week uh, all of your awards, or are you uh, still working Heck on no. it? Heck <laughs> no. I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. Now, I think the hardest one is probably going to be story of the year because there's so much that's happened this year. Yeah. Uh, and then person of the year because in a year in which a few people technically stand out, there are other people that could just as well probably be a part of that, but some could be controversial. Some could mm-hmm. be kind of like low tier. It's a lot of different things that you can put in that. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, going to be interesting. And then, of course, you have to be careful because you don't want to get too political and you don't want to offend people. And, yeah, quite frankly, we don't care. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but that takes us to today's show, finally. Finally. <laughs> I, you know, we are, I think all year long we have, um, we like to talk about uh, relationship news, things of that nature, and uh, because it, it's something that a lot of us still go through, ongoing, always will go through. And I found an article this week in Red Eye <clears throat> that comes from a person. I know, I know what the answer is going to be, but then this brought up a really good situation because this could happen with someone, might be happening with you, might have happened in the past in the situation. But this was about someone who actually liked someone that was attached. And I'm going to read the letter that was given here. This was in a red eye, uh, Anna Poli's, uh article this week, her advice column. And I'm sorry, red eye Chicago, because you're not going to find it anywhere else. But um, uh, the question here came from somewhere that says, over the last month, I've fallen in love with one of my best guy friends. Usually I would tell them, but the problem is he has a girlfriend. Trust me when I say I'm trying not to become some homewrecker, but it's becoming more and more difficult to hide my real feelings. Do I tell the guy I love or uh, how I feel or continue to love him from afar? Now, what Anna said in this one was uh, pretty much, I think, what all of us had pretty said. And she said the main takeaway from that question was, quote, I'm not trying to be some homewrecker, which is the first thing I read out of that. And she says, if you don't want to be a homewrecker, then don't be one. Uh, right. Thanks for playing the game of love. Your commemorative spoon and subscription to Casserole's magazine will be in the mail shortly. But she says, seriously, admitting that you're in love with the guy who's in a relationship is a pretty big risk for slim, possibly uh, for reward, and virtually every outcome you lose. 
And she brought up some scenarios in which, you know, you would confess uh, and he doesn't feel the same way, thus altering your friendship in an awkward and possibly irreparable way. Or you confess and he does feel the same way, but not enough to leave his girlfriend. And stuff is still awkward, and now you feel bitter for not being chosen. Or you confess and he feels the same way, and he either cheats on his girlfriend or immediately jumps into a relationship with you, neither of which are ideal or great ways to start a new relationship. And I... I agree with this, and, this is, and I know this is going to be bad, but it's not something new. This person going through this um, has not gone through something in which someone has not felt at one time or another for a friend. But I think that sometimes the best thing is to let uh, whatever feelings you have, you kind of almost have to pack them away and put it into storage, because I don't think it's going to be any good situation coming out of that when all said and done. What did you think? Exactly. I agree 100%. No, uh, this is one of those times where you pack it up, dude. It's, it's not going to turn out pretty. No matter how you how you slice it, it's not going to be pretty. And even if it works out, if he cheated on his girl, now girlfriend to be with you, who's going to say that somebody else down the line is going to say something and he won't do that to you? Mm-hmm. I know that's a mean thing to say about that, but I'm just saying no. in those situations... If it works out to where you do snag the guy after being a homewrecker, who's to say he's not going to move on to the next girl? Mm-hmm. Well, it's you know, not going to turn out pretty. No, It may not, not be immediately not pretty, but it won't be pretty. It's, it's not. And here's, I don't want to go too far off course with this, but you brought up a good point here is that if he did and he did do that for her, I never understood why any women or any – guy want to be the other person you're not the original person thought of you want to be the other person and i've known situations in which some people have been the other woman or the other guy and have dated someone who is with someone and they their hope was that those those people would leave that situation and come with them and i remember one time i was told this and i told said person why would you want to be the other person? Because if they are cheating with you with them, that doesn't speak a lot for your relationship because if someone else comes along that's a little better than you, what makes you think they aren't going to do the same thing? And going back now on track with this situation, once someone is kind of locked in, so to speak, I mean, they're not, like it's not official, but once they're kind of locked in with another relationship, whatever feelings that you got, you pretty much have to now curb those because it's not fair if you were attracted to this person my question is why didn't you let these feelings be known when they were single right and are you attracted to them just because they have somebody else now Mm -hmm. like all of a sudden it's like oh well I never looked at you that way before but now that you're with somebody and you can see it you go oh well maybe he is a good catch well too late now that's like missing out on the fifty percent sale. You got to pay full price, dude. Sorry, sucks to be you. But you know that situation, though. Why? Why is it that way? Why is it that when a person, you know, like you know, I could be probably sitting up. It, it was the same thing. Like you know, I could be single for the longest time, and no one came around, called my phone, nothing. But the minute that you find someone, everyone comes out of the woodwork. Why is that? 
I really don't know. And on top of that, they do the, I've always liked you. Well, then why didn't you say anything? <laughs> what did you say for you long? No, you didn't. You lie. You lie. If you've always liked me, why didn't you say something? Not to put you on the spot, but have you ever had a situation where you were with someone and then somebody else came along and said, hey, I've had these feelings for you, and I know that you're with somebody, but I want you to like me? Not that far. I've had this situation where it's, I know you're with somebody, but I really like you too. And then left it at that, which made it really awkward. I have not talked to that person in a very, very long time because of that situation um but yeah so i've had that happen but i haven't had the but i want you to dump him for me i haven't had that um i've had the as soon as i've met up with somebody and started dating somebody you know i've always liked you liar (laughs) why didn't you say so that's why i was like that's why i always say liar um I've actually called a few guys out on it, and they, I I always liked you. And I'm like, then why didn't you say something? I don't know. Well, then you didn't like me. Or you did, and you were a wuss. And what does that mean now? Like, how does that change the situation now? So, I I guess that's the only, that's the couple of things. I've never, I've, I've found people attractive that have been with other people, but I've never said anything to them. I've kept my mouth shut on those. Does it make it harder to be friends with those people at that point? Because it, it, it's like if you have, like, these feelings with somebody, and it's like I would think it would be hard to be around to watch them in another relationship with somebody. Is it hard to do that, or is it one of those oh, things yeah. where? Oh, yeah. I will fully admit that. And anybody that says, no, 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 it's fine, you just you know, you just have to make sure that you have every You know, I, <laughs> I, cry, I cry BS. It, it was hard for me. Because then it was the whole, I could treat you better. Um, I know you better because you were friends first or whatever, so you kind of get the inside track. Um, there's the, um, I, could, I could do that better. It basically comes down to, I could do that better. Or you get jealous because it's like, man, I want that. Yeah. It's pretty so much you've got one or two, so it's two, one of the two sides of the coin, and both sides of the coin suck. So pretty much you cried donkey cheese and Yes, I screamed donkey cheese and I can't be friends with you anymore. I'm sorry. I'll explain to you when you're single. <laughs> and I run away crying with mascara and all sorts of makeup running down my face. Gotcha. Well, another article, uh, well, <laughs> I could be speaking of a nightmare here. You had any bad dreams lately? <laughs> I have not had bad dreams. I've weird had some dreams. weird dreams. I will fully, I will fully, full on admit that, but nothing bad. Well, actually, no a, actually, I was thinking of you. There's actually an interesting article out. Um, Deidre Barrett, uh, Barrett, sorry, who's a PhD assistant clinical professor of uh, uh, psychiatry at Harvard Medical School in Boston, and author of the Committee on Sleep said that there are 11 surprising things that can influence what pops up in your dreams or how likely you are to remember them. Smells was one of the things on that list. And the question was, do sweet smells lead to sweet dreams? One small study found that sniffing flowers at a particular point in the sleep cycle led to more positive dreams, while a sulfur odor was linked to negative ones. Now, I don't know where you'd be uh, uh, 
sniffing sulfur or flowers while you sleep. Uh, the researchers say that you can't replicate those results in your bedroom. Uh, by the time that you're dreaming, that lilac blossom scent you spritzed pre-bedtime can't stimulate you. There's a possibility that a sudden aroma baking wafting from the kitchen could uh, ilf- um, it could get into your dreams. And uh, there were a lot of other things on this list, and I'm going to see if any of these ring a bell with you. Um, if you wake up after dreaming you're stuck in a burning building, have you ever had one of those dreams about being stuck in a burning building? That I haven't. Okay. <laughs> Some people do. It says that if you have and you realize that the fire alarm you heard was actually your alarm clock, <laughs> what's up with that? It says that there's a narrow window for sounds to get through your brain during sleep. Now, I actually believe that because sometimes I will tell you when I go to sleep, the best way for me to get to sleep sometimes is to listen to the radio. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I'm asleep, if I hear like a commercial or something like that or something in between and I go back, whatever I heard kind of picks up or it kind of gets, uh, I guess, crossed into my dreams, which is actually kind of weird. So that, sounds, I've had noise cross into my dreams. Like my alarm clock has turned into like a car alarm or, <laughs> you know, something like that. So I've had those kind of crossovers. That I do agree with. I did, I've never had the burning building thing, but, but yeah. That when you had these weird dreams, I remember we talked about and I asked you, did you eat spicy food? Because I've always heard about spicy food in the dreams. <laughs> And it says anything that can cause indigestion, cheese, spicy foods, a big meal, makes you stir more, meaning that you have a better shot of remembering that nightmare. The rule of thumb is that you need to wake up within five minutes of having a dream to recall it. Uh, for rest, it's more peaceful all around. Eat dinner at least two hours before bedtime and choose nighttime snacks wisely. So no haagen if you're lactose intolerant. Since caffeine can have the same disruptive effect, it's best to cut off your coffee intake Post 2 p.m. Dang. <laughs> and do you sleep on your stomach? I do. If you're, prone, wah, wah, wah. if you're prone to racy dreams, well, sleeping in the prone position, that is, on your stomach, might have something to do with it. A new study published in the journal Dreaming found that lying on your belly in bed was linked to blush-worthy dream themes, like having sex with a celebrity or being tied up. Researchers hypnotize or hypothesize that this might have something to do with your breathing patterns in this position. To stop the sexy thoughts or keep them coming, adjust your sleep posture accordingly. Silence. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's not going to stop that one. um, (laughs) You want to know about my dreams? Come see me in person. I'll tell you about my dreams. (laughs) Vitamin B6. And it also has, it says it leads to more lucid dreams. Um, uh, B6 is the cofactor our body uses to turn some of the amino acids that we eat into the neurotransmitters that affect our dreaming. So to stop those vivid dreams, stop the supplements. But if you're looking to encourage the dreaming, stay within the recommended amount of B6. See, why would anybody want to stop, A, lucid dreams or sleeping on their stomach for the sexy dreams? I'd say more and more people are going to do that. Uh, quitting, Quitting smoking. Vivid dreams have been shown to be a symptom of kicking the habit. And in one study, 63% of smokers still dreamed about smoking a year later. Granted, you may just be working through your main issue at the moment, uh, but nicotine withdrawal also enhances brain activity in a way that can make you dream more. So, 
black and white TV. Now, this is something that a lot of people now don't have to worry about because there are no more black and white TVs. <laughs> um, Morgan will never have this problem. Yes. But it says, uh, following the quirky but possibly true, if you grew up before color TV sets were commonplace, you might be more likely to recall your dreams in grayscale rather than color. Uh, that according to a study by British researchers. And then the uh, last couple of ones, going to bed hungry. Uh, low blood sugar can rouse you from sleep, meaning you may remember your dreams, and those dreams may star a juicy hamburger or a piping hot piece of pizza. Um, and then uh, scary movies before bed. Uh, it, they said that the last thing you do before bed matters, so the music you're listening to, the book you're reading, the TV show you're watching, the conversation you're having with your spouse, all those things are likely to be influencing. So if you suffer from nightmares and happen to catch a horror flick a few minutes before you... Uh, to reprogram your brain with happy thoughts like vacation memories or favorite moments. Uh, and then there's stuff about pregnancy and uh, postpartum period, too, where those can also have vivid dreams as well. So very interesting stuff there in regards to dreams. Now, I, I want to know why they couldn't come up with 12. <laughs> I make it a nice round list, like the Dirty Dozens about dreaming. Dirty Dozen Dreams. There you go. I even came up with the article title for you. Twelve. What's wrong with twelve? Why do you got to go with eleven? So, so now are you going to have bad dreams because they only had eleven such ones? No, I'm going to dream Dr. Seuss dreams. Here's the one thing. I did watch a lot of black and white stuff. I have very colorful dreams. Not <laughs> sure why. You know what? I, I know I why think... I'm dream. I know why I'm dreaming Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss is all over my house like there's no tomorrow. But that's because we like Dr. Seuss. But yeah, Dr. Seuss dreams. I am master of the Technicolor. <laughs> uh, thank you, Ted Turner. Um, <laughs> but um, no, it's it's very interesting stuff because what you know, I used to I used to be the king of eating like a lot of spicy things or cheese or this or that stuff that's good for you before bed because that's the last thing you recall. You know, I, you know what I also wonder about that what the twelfth one could be, and I actually now that I think about it. How does alcohol influence that? Thank you. If you've been out to the bars and you come back and you've had your White Castle or your Taco Bell, how is all of that stuff going to influence what you dream about? Or do you dream at all? You know, right. and, and I, I'd love to know that. After like the, alcohol, drugs, that kind of stuff. How does that yeah. extra stimuli deal with, <laughs> determine your dreams? Pretty much. That'd yeah. be like you dreaming that you're sweating profusely and you accidentally wet the bed. Yeah, which would not be good. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> See, you've come yeah. up with an extra one for the list. There we go. And now you can sleep peacefully. <laughs> well, <laughs> as we mentioned, we're a few days before Christmas, and I love to challenge Mary here with particular things. And I know I'm going to catch hell for what I did next. In, in our weekly, I guess, planning for this show, I told her that with a few days before Christmas, uh, actually, how many days we have? Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, four days before Christmas. And I told her you were to make up five of your all-time favorite Christmas songs. To which the first thing I heard from her when I sent that was... (laughs) Why is it going to be five? (laughs) Five is not enough. (laughs) I hate it when you limit. <laughs> That's what I said. I hate it 
when you limit. And I said, I hate you. I did say I hate you. I think I did say those three words. I hate you for making mm-hmm. it only five. Mm-hmm. No, you just said I hate you. But that Oh, did I just say I hate you? Well, I hate you for only making it five. I'll clarify. Well, it was, uh, so I to which you offered to make it longer. Yes, I did. Yes, and what, what? did I say? No, I've already narrow- I've already narrowed it down to five. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so we have it. a few minutes left. So in the spirit of Christmas, I will yield the floor to you to give for that for you to give us your five. Okay, this is not in any particular order because trust me, the paper that I have this written on has lots of scratch marks. So there's no, like, this is my first choice. But um, Oh Holy Night, I like the NSYNC version only because it's all harmony. It's it's acapella. But that's you don't it. like Josh um, Groban's version? I do. I like all the versions, but I like the NSYNC version because it's acapella. Wow. I know, it's weird. Anyway, um, Santa Baby, Eartha Kent's version. Sorry, the original. Don't be doing Madonna or any of the other ones. Those ones are dumb. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, there's no place like home for the holidays. I don't know exactly how that. Is. I think it's home for the holidays. Um, Perry Como. His is a good version. I know that's weird. Perry Como. Feliz Navidad. And then anybody that does my favorite things. Hmm. I will listen to those all the time. So those are my five. Although there are plenty of other ones that I would put on my list. Well, I know mine is not going to be as original. And actually, Mary and I did not talk about our list, nor did we share what was on our list. But um, I will actually tell you that my favorite five, uh, Holly Jolly Christmas by Burl Ives, mm-hmm. uh, Jingle Bell Rock Bobby Helms, Rockin' Around a Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee, um, White Christmas, but I love the Drifters version. Ah, oh, that is a good version. Um, and then the final one, this was tough. I, you know, I had five other songs off that list to choose from. And I am going to go, man, if you even lead me into this show, my fifth one was very, very tough. And I'm going to <laughs> and I'm going to get catch flack for leaving off even one. But I am going to go... With because my house we grew up you know pretty much my dad uh, you know I, I grew up a Motown kid grew up you know listening to all types of different music um, but one that sticks out for me is Santa Claus Go Straight to the Ghetto by James Brown <laughs> uh, not a Christmas without it um, and I am actually choosing that one like I said. Five was tough because there's so many more. You can go Christmas and Hollis from Run DMC. You can go uh, Curtis Blow with his Christmas one. You can go Donny Hathaway this Christmas, which just made the list if it wasn't for James Brown. Mariah Carey all over Christmas, and then The Temptations, Silent Night. There's so many more, and I, we're all big Christmas fans around here. So uh, um, yeah, and those are just those are just the Motown versions. Yeah. I mean, you've got the yeah. what the other classical ones, you know, um, yeah. just. Even the ones that are like more choral, I guess would be mm-hmm. the, the way of saying it. You know. Yeah. Um, Actually, Arthur Fiedler <laughs> in the Boston Pops version of Sleigh Ride, I love. Or Thank you. John Lennon and Yoko Ono, Happy Christmas. You know, it's a yeah, lot. Yeah, and I, of, I hate Yoko Ono. 
I, I hate Yoko, but the fact that he put her on there, I guess, you know, but yeah. <laughs> but it's still, it was, you know, I like that. I, um, what's the one where they have Christmas time in Africa? I don't even know the yeah. names of that song. Oh, yeah. But that yeah. one, um, All I Want for Christmas, um, I I I am not a big Elvis fan. I hate Elvis most of Elvis, but Blue Christmas. Thank you. But I mean, come on. I love Christmas music. So yeah. you give me a CD that can fit forty songs, I will run out of room. <laughs> if you gave me a list and said name your top one hundred, I would still not be able to name my top one hundred. There, it, there, it's just I like the Christmas season, and they have there's a lot of good stuff out there. Well, we got about some crap. <laughs> we got about 90 seconds as the clock on the wall is telling us the time is almost up. So do you have any shout-outs here before next week? No. Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays. Happy Happy Christmas, Kwanzaa. That covers everyone, including Festivus. <laughs> um, when was Festivus? I forgot that one. Gonna... <laughs> day before. Yeah. Um, oh, see, I forgot Rusty Chevrolet. Dang it. Oh, yes. Which is oh, <laughs> I'm ruined. Nope. My weekend is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Which was actually on the website. Actually, we put that on the website. Rusty Chevrolet. So yeah, that um, that too. There's a lot of them. But uh, yeah, my shout out is just to all of you. A very, very happy holidays. A very, merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you're celebrating, Festivus, whatever you're celebrating. Have a happy one. Please make it a safe one. Do not drink and drive. Be careful out there on the roads because there's a lot of bad weather going on uh, throughout some of the states here, especially around Christmas. And, uh, yeah, we will hopefully see you back here next week for our end-of-the-year show. And Merry Christmas to you as well, my friend. And Merry Christmas to you. Enjoy the and, and fronies. Yes. Who knows? We might be back on the air before Christmas. Just stay tuned to News Comment BTR. I might come back on. You never know. So, But if you're listening to us on this show, that is uh, – it for us until next week. So for Mary, I'm LeVar. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Happy holidays. Peace.